live from the Salvation Army National Headquarters, this is the Fight for Good podcast. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fight for Good podcast. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Tim Foley, broadcasting from Alexandria, Virginia, where our national headquarters is, I guess, established. And we've been taking up residence since 1992. With me is the assistant to the editorial director, Michelle Caceres. Hi, Michelle. Hey. We say happy day to everybody and give you a, a special greeting, thanking you for joining us on another episode of the Fight for Good podcast. Today, we're discussing a influencer of sorts, uh, a young lady named Rachel Ramirez. Michelle, tell our listeners who Rachel is. Yeah, Rachel is a salvationist. She's a student right now. She's studying law and she's just so inspirational. She really likes to just help people. And you can tell based off this interview and if you follow her and like kind of get to know her, you just realize that she's really in it um, to truly help people. She really believes that helping people was her calling in all aspects, whether it's volunteering her time, um, talking to people, sharing her wisdom and just helping them find God. I just think that she's a very inspirational person and we have a lot to learn from her. We thank you for giving a few moments to listen to Michelle's interview with Rachel Ramirez. Okay, well, thanks for joining me today. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a bit about yourself? Um, hi, my name is Rachel Ramirez. Um, I'm currently a college student and I'm pursuing a Bachelor's in, of Arts in Legal Studies and a minor in Administration of Justice. Um, one of my biggest passions in life and just really like my general goal is to help people. So that's why I decided to really pursue something in law so I can help people in that aspect. Wow, that's awesome. And um, how long until you graduate? Um, I will be graduating in three years, hopefully. Um, when I finish all of my program requirements, I'm really excited for that. <laughs> Good. And then how did you meet the Army? Well, the Salvation Army has been a part of my life, really for my whole entire life. Both of my parents are officers in the Salvation Army. They're majors right now. They were commissioned, I want to say, two years before I was born. So from day one, I've just been a Salvationist. So that's just really, you know, like it's just been something that's been natural. The Salvation Army has just always been a part of my life. But I would really like to say that I think that I personally met the Lord when I was six years old. I remember it was a Sunday. I was praying with my mom, and that's just kind of when things just kind of started clicking for me. Mm -hmm. It's it kind of interesting you say that. I just had a conversation with my family about like what is the earliest memory like any of us have. So it's interesting to hear that your first like memory as a child is you know talking to God. Yeah, that's just something like it's always been a part of my life. Like God has just always been there, and I'm so grateful for that. Like I still like remember one day when my mom came into my bedroom and she taught me a prayer and I still say that prayer every night before I go to bed. It's just something that's really been ingrained in me. And I'm so grateful and thankful that I was able to have just like that person there in my life to really influence me and teach me. Yeah, definitely. And can you go ahead and tell us about like your role in the Salvation Army? Well, because I've been in the Salvation Army for my whole life, I've done so many different things. I'm so grateful for all of the opportunities 
that I've been able to have. Right now, I'm really focusing on youth ministry. Um, and I was one of the teachers at the Salvation Army's Red Shield Music Academy in Rockland County, New York, throughout high school. And these past few summers, I've been working at the youth camps for the Greater New York Division, which has just been amazing for me. Wow. Um, do you think that you'll take your degree when you're done? And like, like, do you plan on working in the Salvation Army after you get out of school? I would love to work in the Salvation Army, especially when it comes to things like social work. Like, I just think it's something that's super important. And like, part of why I want to degree to pursue that degree in social work as well as law is just because I really want to help children. Like, the youth ministry has just always been like my focus. And I want to continue that even in my career. That's awesome. And for those who don't know, like the Salvation Army is so big. I don't even think people realize how many layers there are and that, you know, we're even involved in any kind of social work. So what would be like your like dream job in the Salvation Army? Like what is the title or like if you wanted to make up your own job, like what is the one dream job you would love to have with within this organization? I would just really like to work in social work and just community outreach just because the army helps people in so many different ways that like we don't really think about day to day. Like we have services like rent assistance, like so many different services, but I would just really love to help people and families when it comes to just the social services and like legal aspects as well. I would just like to be there for people if they need counseling, right? Both emotionally and in that legal aspect, I just want people to feel like they have someone that they can rely on and someone that they can go to free of charge. Yeah, definitely. And it's such a rewarding feeling too, you know, when you do make an impact in someone's lives. And I think that that's a super important thing that if you're going to be in that role, you have to like want to help other people. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, exactly. I I understand. And one of my professors was even talking to me about it the other day. We were just having a conversation and he said, I see so many promising young people that want to pursue careers in law, but they just get burned out because it's so much work, but they're not really passionate about it. You have to have a passion for helping people. It's not about money. It's not about a title. You just have to want to help people. That has to be what drives you. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's really refreshing to hear a law professor say that (laughs) because I think most people do get a law degree because of the money, because of the title, you know, so it's true though. Like at the end of the day, you're going to have to help someone no matter what job you have, if it involves the law. Yeah, exactly. It's just about helping people. Like for me, especially it's about helping people. It's not at the end of the day, it's not for money or for status. It's just knowing that I was able to make an impact in someone's life positively. Yeah. Um, so with your like current role or just even, um, you know, as an officer's kid, like what are some of your favorite and least favorite part, uh, favorite parts about like the job or like anytime you've like assisted in a project or anything like that? Like what are some of your favorite moments and least favorite? I would say just like my favorite thing about just working with the Salvation Army, especially in what I do with the youth ministry is just being able to connect with children. I just love being able to connect with them and talk to them just because children are so refreshing. They're super honest. They're not going to lie to you. And if they see something that they don't like, they tell it how it is. And I see myself as a super nurturing and caring person. So that it's just, you know, something like amazing for me to just be able to like work with a child and see them grow. Yeah. And what about like your least favorite part? 
I would say feeling tired sometimes because it is a lot of work, right? In anything that you're doing in the army, it's always go, go, go. So it is a lot of work, but at the end of the day, it's really rewarding work and I wouldn't trade it for anything. Like, yes, I'll feel tired sometimes, but when you see a kid saying, hey, thank you, or when you have a kid just come up to you and give you a hug on a bad day or write you a little note, it's just the best feeling in the world. Yeah, I bet. And that just ties right back into the fact that like you have to be doing this for the right reasons. Exactly. If you're doing it for money or for some other reason, those things aren't really going to matter to you. It's just another job, but I don't see it as a job. I see it just as something that I feel like the Lord is calling me to do, right? We need to be there for the younger generation and just be able to be there for them to look on and someone to lead them and guide them because not everyone has someone in their life that will guide them in a positive way. And I'm really thankful that I was able to have that, but I also want to give that to people that weren't able to have that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So outside of school, outside of work, what are some of your hobbies? Well, I'm super involved with school. School is my number one. I just school, sleep, repeat. But I'm also a very artsy and crafty person. So usually during my free time, I'll I'll embroider or I'll do this thing called punch needling, which is just like embroidering. And I also do Bible journaling and bullet journaling. I'm just always doing something with my hands. Oh, fine. I just started like junk journaling. It is. I'm obsessed. Like it is so much fun. It's like an adult diary. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's just really good to be able to just put down your thoughts and feelings on paper because sometimes we'll feel things internally, but we don't really have a way of letting it out or we don't really analyze it. But when you're journaling and writing all those feelings down, it just makes it a hundred times better. Yeah. And then you also talked about like, um, you you talked about like, I think you said Bible journaling or did you say like something like that? Yeah, I do Bible journaling and bullet journaling. I just love stationary and journaling. And I'm really glad that I was able to find Bible journaling because it just combines you know, like my two passions, you know, combines like reading my Bible and also just being able to journal in color. So that's just something that I just really love doing. Yeah, I was gonna say I've noticed in the, I don't know, maybe like two, three years that that's really blown up a lot more like they actually have Bibles, but specific to be journals, though, like on Amazon and stuff. There's so many different versions. And Uh, like new ways to do it. I feel like I didn't see that like five, seven years ago, but I've seen it really recently in the past like two or three years. Yeah, it's something that's like definitely new. And it it is a bit of a learning curve, even though it is something artistic. Like I know, for me, it was like, wait, I'm allowed to like write in my Bible. I thought that wasn't allowed. I thought I was only allowed to like highlight super duper important things. But, you know, really, the Bible is like a gift for us, right? It's God's word, we should be able to, you know, like take that, right, highlight it, interpret it the way that, you know, we want to, right? We're supposed to really like keep it hidden in our hearts. And I feel like the best way to do that is to really interact and engage with the word. Yeah, definitely. And then you can always have a nice Bible, you know, that you leave on your nightstand. <laughs> and then yeah, you exactly. have to use creatively. Yeah, I, I, I think that's really cool. Because I think it is important, like, 
like you said, the Bible can be interpreted in so many different ways and it's almost, you have to study it. It's not an easy read, you know? So like you have to be, what do I think this means or how does this make me feel? And that's the whole point of conversation because then once you kind of have it in your heart, what a passage might mean when it gets brought up in church or like Bible study groups or anything like that, you're able to like express how you feel about it. I think more clearly. Yeah, exactly. Everyone has their own, you know, different things and like ways of like learning and studying in general. For me, it's just really that Bible journaling, being able to just pick up my Bible. And if I read a verse or a passage, and it just really speaks to me, just even being able to write in the margins, like, oh, on this day, I was feeling sad about something, but this really picked me up. And then when you go back later and read it, it's just really inspirational. Like it shows you that God is at work in all of our lives. Definitely. Um, And then kind of going back to the Salvation Army now, what are some challenges that you think the Army is facing in today's world and even in the future? Right. I think some of the challenges that we're facing right now is just really, you know, getting our message out there. A lot of people know, you know, what the Salvation Army is, but they don't really know what we're doing on a greater scale. People, you know, have preconceived notions of what the Salvation Army is, but we're not really um, taking the time to analyze and see like, okay, like this is more than just a charity that I donate my clothes to. There's something else that's there. Yeah, definitely. I I mean, even when I first got hired, I was like, wait, this is the thrift store. Like (laughs) I was so confused. (laughs) Yeah. There's just so much more that's there. And I think it's just really important that we, you know, get that message out, right? We're more than just a thrift store. We're a church too. And just jumping off of that, just, you know, really getting back to some of our roots as a Salvation Army, right? We started with soap, soup, and salvation. And I think, you know, that's something that we should, you know, really try to get back to, right? We should, we are helping people, but, you know, it's just really thinking about how we can help people because times change. Right now, it's not really soap, soup, and salvation. There's other things that, you know, people need. So I think we just have to keep going and moving to craft that to people's needs right now. Definitely, definitely. And um, with that kind of being said too, what would be your solution to kind of sharing our mission? Like what, what do you think would be the best way to kind of fix those issues? Right. I think to just get our mission out there, we have to kind of adapt to the times, right? People aren't really going to go and like look at a bulletin board or something like that, right? People are constantly on the internet and looking at their phones. So I think we have to try to adapt the Salvation Army in a way that people are aware of what's going on because people are checking things, you know, more online. We have to have more of an internet and even a social media presence so people know what's going on and so people can use the resources that we're putting out there. Definitely. And that's something we're really pushing at the war cry is not just to get the magazine out there, but just the stories. Um, we've really upped our like Instagram, the, you know, um, game and we started a podcast because it is super important in this digital world to let people know that we're here and what we do. Yeah. And like, I, like, I love that. I love those ideas, right? That's just really what we have to do and what we have to shift our focus on, right? Especially now, 2021, we can't really go outside and we can't really meet, but we have this amazing tool, the internet that lets us connect with other people. So why not use it? Yeah, definitely. And you know, a big um, topic that we've talked about here at NHQ, we've talked about with some other people is with the pandemic, you know, a lot of church and like 
Bible studies and all these things got really moved to online last year, which has a lot of positivity because it's a letting more people in to know about us and everything like that. But there was also a lot of negativity because obviously the more eyes you have on you, the more you give yourself the chance to be scrutinized. What do you think? Like, do you think online digital church is like the new way to go? Or do you think it's just like a kind of like a backup? Like, what's your opinion on it? I think, you know, right now it's, it's really the only way that we have to go, but I do think it's something, you know, in the future when we don't have to stay online, it's something that we should expand, right? Because we need to try to get our message out there in really any way that we can. So while some people, you know, can go in person to church every Sunday, it's not something that, you know, a lot, like many people are able to do just because of jobs and schedules. So if we can have both in person and online, I think that would be amazing because we're just reaching more people that way, right? Like we can reach a lot more people online that we can then we can reach in person sometimes. So I just think that it's really something that we should work on to develop. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. So what kind of projects are you currently working on, Um, whether it's with your core or like your job? Like what projects are you working on now? So, right, like everybody else, I've been stuck inside with quarantine and just all of these things. Even, you know, at college, I'm on campus. I'm still, you know, stuck inside. I don't even have in-person classes. So I've just been, you know, like focusing right now on what I can do to help other people, you know, from like my little dorm room. And something that I actually started a couple of days ago was an Instagram page so I can put out little devotionals and little inspirational Christian quotes and verses for people to read and see, right? We're constantly on the move in our world. And I just thought like, hey, this is something that I can do from my little corner of the world that a lot of people can see, even if they're just scrolling through their Instagram feed, they might see something that I post and stop and think about it. And that's just something that's amazing to me. Yeah, definitely. And that goes right back to what we just talked about is like, you have to have a digital face out there, you know, to let people know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like we need to keep adapting. We like, we don't, we can't stay sedentary. That's not, you know, like how we catch people, right. That's not how we bring people into the love of Christ, right. We always have to move and adapt to what people are doing. So if people are going online, we have to go online. And if I can make an impact or change someone's life by a little Instagram post, then I'm going to do it. Absolutely. And um, any other comments or like tidbits that you want our listeners and readers to know, it can be about the Salvation Army, it can be about life, it could be a quote, just anything like, like kind of last words you would want to leave people with. I think just the biggest just take away from everything this just crazy year and just life is love, right? We need to live lives with love, right? We need to love other people. We need to love ourselves, right? And it's not just, oh, love your neighbor. We have to love and respect everyone. And that means, you know, really loving them and being there, you know, just putting yourself and humbling yourself to be of service, right? We need to live lives filled with love because God is love, right? This is just something that we're called to do. We're not just called to help people that we like or people that we agree with. We're called to just love and serve everyone. So that's just really like my main takeaway. And that's just something that I really strive to live by. 
Yeah, that's that's a great way to put it too, because I think this past year was a big year self-reflection for people. I know it was for me personally. So it that is true. It is you in order to love other people, you have to love yourself. And God's the best way to find that kind of love. So I totally get it. Yeah, it's just everything should be centered in love, right? Because again, God is love, right? We have to do everything that we do for God. And in order to do that, we have to, you know, just be in love, right? We have to love ourselves. We have to love life. We have to love the people around us. That was Rachel Ramirez. To read Michelle Caceres' full interview with Rachel, check out thewarcry.org. Well, that's going to end this episode of the Fight for Good podcast. Be sure to subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to follow The War Cry and Peer on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until next time, this has been the Fight for Good podcast. Bye for now. Subscribe to Fight for Good wherever you listen to podcasts.